Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of The Lab, joined once again by Kish of Lily White Lab and Rondo Reports on Twitter. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. How are you? Good. Um, very good, actually, because I've just seen that Chelsea have just been beaten by the Wolves at home 4-2. And we were just suggesting that it's probably time for Pochettino to be relieved of his duties at that football club. But there is some argument um, about that perhaps Chelsea can't just continue to recycle and, and cycle out managers um, but it just seems untenable for him at the moment isn't it yeah I think like yeah as I was saying I, ca- I can't I can't see the argument that just because managers have been sacked previously at Chelsea that now they have to stick with this one even though they're t- what 12th in the league and they've got they've got so much quality in that squad he's misusing players in weird positions um, uh, yeah it, it looks like a mess from top to bottom but I think he's a, he's a big part of the problem I think I think um, I think the, 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 mat, the wider issue is obviously Todd Bowley and, and, and how he's running the football club as well and it's pertinent because the way they've gone about their business in buying young players who have a big future and big possible sell-on fees in the future 
um, isn't necessarily a terrible way to go about doing business in football. And Spurs have operated in that way this week by signing Bergfall and before that Vuskovic. Vuskovic and um, and and we you know with an eye to what they might be able to bring to Spurs in the short term and the long term and and having young players that will become uh, homegrown within a couple of years of being here like Bovall by by the time he he's twenty one will be considered a homegrown player is that correct isn't it yeah yeah it is yeah so you can kind of see what they're doing it's just not working at Chelsea much to uh, my delight. Um, and I don't know whether or not sacking Pochettino fixes much, although I have no time for the man since he obviously decided to manage Chelsea. What do you make of uh, Lucas Burville then, Kish? How, how big of a coup is this? I'm a huge fan. Uh, I made a video on him um, around a year ago, I think. Uh, Did on you? Because I was kind of thinking, like, does you know what have you? Has he appeared yeah. on your radar? Yeah, that was my most successful video, actually. Um, but yeah, he's he's a type of player that I just like love to watch. He's sort of just a pure footballer, so smooth, um, and just yeah, I think sweet, sweet, probably Sweden's best talent, um, along with the other Swedish guy we've been linked with, which is Rooney Bardji, um, who's also very talented, but. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because he's come through, not the club we signed him from, but the, the academy he came through is actually the same academy that Kulisevsky came through. Uh, and they are one of the s- smaller teams in the um, Swedish top flight. So they're not like amazing in terms of first team success, but they've produced a lot of Swedish talent. Um, and that's Bromma Poikano. Um, in Stockholm, so so it's a very interesting academy. Are they no, are they um, known for that for producing? Yeah, they're, they're, they're known as the best academy in, in Sweden. Um, they only just got promoted to the top flight, so it was it was a weird one because they're they're not even top flight of Sweden until a year ago. Um, but they were producing loads of Sweden's best players. So the other one they they produced is um, Gjokaresh at, at Sporting, who's now rumored to be going for like. 60 70 million was it uh, was it uh, did we talk about him on a previous episode of that uh, he's I had a really... strange route through to playing at Porto. Yeah. he's playing yeah, for coventry yeah. in the uk wasn't he yeah 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 so he's also from that same academy so it's a it's a it's a very big kind of hotbed for for, for young swedish talent i was going to ask this later but scandinavia seems to be a hotbed as you say for young talent at the moment you oscar bob you had Noosa, who we've been linked with. I want to get your thoughts on on that, the fact that the transfer broke down. But Haaland, obviously, now Bergvall, before him, Kulisevsky. It just seems that there's, there's there's things happening in Scandinavia that perhaps wasn't happening before. Do you know anything about that? Or is it just a coincidence no, these players are coming through? I think um, it's the way they, I think, view youth development. So they're, obviously they're big on, on that kind of thing. So... I think just investing in, in facilities, investing in coaching. Um, I don't know the, the, the full ins and outs of it, but I know that that kind of that's been a, a huge part of it. Um, and they're sort of, they're sort of forward thinking countries, aren't they? Usually, so they're they're quite innovative in terms of ways of you know developing and stuff like that. So I think um, there there'll be many more to come. Um, I think even younger than the guys we're talking about, there's there's a lot of um, 
talents, especially Sweden, Norway, Denmark, um, who are coming up as well. So they, they'll, I think, become sort of maybe not like France, England level, um, but like just a level below that. So they'll be competitive, I think, in, in, in tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you did a, uh, a video on Bervo a year ago. So was it was it a surprise? And obviously you're a Spurs fan first and foremost. So was it a surprise that we we got him, that we were linked with him, and then we that we got him? Was the kind of pathway for him considered to be of a club of perhaps greater prestige than Tottenham, like Barcelona or Bayern Munich or Real Madrid, in the same way that Odegaard went to Real Madrid at a young age? Bergvall was it kind of was he destined to play for an elite elite European that's, club? Is that what? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and I think, I think with these, well, I think often you get like, for example, South American players who just, who have dreams so big about playing for the likes of Barcelona and Real Madrid. So when that off, offer comes for the, like the top South American prospects, like Endrick and, and, um, those kind of guys, mm. they'll, they'll immediately go there. And I think that's kind of within South American culture of like there, that's the pinnacle. Um, I think. With Birdvai, it seemed like he had kind of a good team around him and he's probably being more strategic with his development, which is probably a good thing. I think Barcelona are a mess, like on and off the pitch. Um, and they also have so many players in his position, like we do too. Um, but but he he seemed to kind of think think with his kind of head rather than his heart, I guess, because I think obviously every player dreams of playing for someone like Barcelona um, but no it's, it's, it seems like he's made a, a, a kind of well thought out decision yeah there's does seem a lot of logic and it does seem to be about development rather than opportun- the opportunity to earn money and Noosa sort of behaved in that way as well like he seemingly turned down Tottenham to go to Brentford because Brentford offered him first team football next season you're going to be a part of our, our first team and for him, it's like, well, there's there's an there's an, there's a lure of going to a club like Man, like, like Tottenham or Manchester United or any any of the other teams that Noosa was linked with, and you would assume that if they come knocking, that Noosa's naturally going to just go. Obviously, I'm going to go to Tottenham over Brentford. But he's actually looked at it and gone, well, no, that first team opportunities are going to be at Brentford. I need to be playing in the Premier League, and that's where I'm going to do it. You, I we talked about this on the main on the Fighting Cop podcast about how I admired him for doing that that to not necessarily go for the bigger club with the big shiny new stadium with the history that Tottenham have and actually look at Brentford and look at playing opportunity there and going this is going to be better for my career in the same way that Bergvall may have may have done something similar in like you say Barcelona are a mess um, and he's looked at Spurs and looks at the way we play football and there's examples of Saar and the doggy of at a young age have, have become established first team players there's an example of a route through to the first team there that perhaps wasn't on offer at Barcelona as well is that is that fair? yeah 100% I think um, Noosa rejected Chelsea in the summer apparently as well so, that's right yeah um, yeah I, I, admire, I sort of admire as, as much as I was disappointed that deal fell through um, I sort of agree with you. I, I think it's probably a better decision for him. Um, and I think it seems like players are getting kind of smarter with with their development kind of plans, I guess, and, and, and looking at their career 
over a longer period and seeing, okay, how how's the best way for me to make it to where I want to get to? And that's not always taking that big step up. It's, it's being kind of um, clever and, and smart with your with your decisions um, when you're choosing clubs, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you look at Odegaard, for example, it's a good opportunity. He went as, a, I think, a 16, 17-year-old to Real Madrid uh, from Storm's Gotset, which is a team in Denmark, no doubt. Um, and he didn't play much. He played eight games in total for Real Madrid and was loaned out continuously throughout Europe, eventually going to Arsenal and then being signed by Arsenal. And you can see what a good player he is. So Nessus isn't... They, they may look at... And Beauvoir may look at that as an opportunity as a while joining Real Madrid at any stage for a footballer it's it's going to be considered a highlight of their career it's redundant though if you're only playing eight games and actually a truer path to a club that's going to nurture your talent not that Real Madrid didn't do that but they obviously didn't get the best out of him or there wasn't a route through to the first team because their squad is too good um, that um, that it might be better served if you if you go the other way around and you might then end up at another club uh, do you think that that is is that what the way he's been spoken about as a player, Beaufort, that he will reach the very top? What is his ceiling? For me, I think he's like he's one of the best of his age group in the world, um, which is you know eighteen and under. Mm. Um, he's a play- yeah, he's a player who I don't really know where his best position will be yet, and I'm, that's that will be something that the club have to obviously work out because he's so complete as a midfielder. Um, He's obviously extremely technical. Um, so in in tight areas, he's very good at getting out out of like trouble. Um, very skillful, kind of so elegant. But um, but also he's he's quite tall and and not just tall and like skinny, but quite built. Um, so he's like physically very strong as well. He can cover ground well. Um, he can win aerial duels. Um, and he's also got goals in him as well. So it's, it's kind of working out where his best role will be. I personally would like to see him in deeper areas um, because I see the kind of Frankie de Jong kind of, it's an easy comparison to make because of the hair and like- They look like uh, each other, don't they? Yeah, but the, the way that they move, they remind me of each other. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird one because I think currently he's playing quite far forward so he's he, I think he's playing like a number eight or number 10 and he's he's arriving in the box a lot um, but I'd, I'd be kind of interested to see him as even a number six um, because I think he's he's so smart as well and he's physically strong um, but but also built kind of building attacks with his kind of press resistance but also breaking lines with his passing I, th- I think it would be definitely something I'd, I'd be interested in seeing so what, what when you say he's complete what 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 does that mean like what's his style of play would you say is he if you could compare him to the way uh, you know to a current spurs player or someone who plays in the premier league what 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 does it lean towards i guess i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Benton Core is not a terrible comparison. Yeah, that popped in my head when I was watching the YouTube clips. Yeah, I think so. Tall, elegant, kind of press-resistant, um, but strong as well and, and athletic um, and smart as well. So I've, I've, I guess like the three kind of kind of pillars of, of a good player is obviously their physical attributes, their mental attributes and their technical attributes. And he's kind of top in, in all of them, I, I think, for his age, obviously. Um, so there's not really a, a place in midfield he can't really fit. Um, but obviously it's about kind of how does that, how do his qualities lean towards the best, the best for the team, if that makes sense. Like, what, what, what position does he, does he best benefit us, basically? I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at that midfield, he's almost perfect for Spurs, then, isn't he? Because it is a assist, a, a midfield that does doesn't necessarily sit still, and Bentancur might find himself in a position in six picking up the ball. Weber might find himself in a position where he's he's an eight and he's he's having to do some attacking and contribute to the attacking effort. And it's also when, you know, we recently played uh, a uh, game against Everton, drew to all, and Hoybier looks uncomfortable in certain cer- certain cer- certain circumstances. Whereas from what I've seen from Beauvoir, and hopefully you can back this up, he he looks completely comfortable on the ball route wherever he receives it. And that that's that that's yeah. it's that style of player that, that, that we need to be looking at to compensate or, or take over the issues that, that uh clearly evident in Hoybier's game 100% and I think that's what Ange is looking for from his midfielders and it's interesting because we were discussing this on our YouTube channel but that Ange was big on Besuma and Bentoncourt not having played together yet and he's saying that I think when Bentoncourt got that injury setback um, that he was really kind of excited to see him and Besuma play together and he didn't get to do that and then obviously Besuma went off to AFCON um, but it's interesting because I think he's looking in my eyes I'm, I'm kind of imagining that the midfield is very fluid um, and that's what he's trying to build and, and players kind of given responsibility to, to solve problems themselves so for example if, if, if Benton is playing in the number six um, and we're we're being pressed like crazy then Basuma might drop in um, and receive it and, and give an extra body in build-up or Madison might do the same we see that from Madison quite often um, and that kind of fluidity requires especially mental mental kind of capabilities and, and knowing when to pick positions and, and, and stuff like that but also physically because obviously it's a lot of movement involved a lot of kind of interchanging yeah so it's that it's that kind of he's the perfect mold of, a, of an Ange midfielder and, and what I think he's trying to build well, sometimes in, in Andrew's system this year, when it's worked well, it's worked brilliantly. And we've seen there have been many examples of us just carving teams open. But we have struggled somewhat recently with the in the Brentford game where the, uh, they, uh, for a lot of it, sat in a low block and forced us to play around the box. And then against Everton, we actually struggled with their press. And it 
the system was there. You could see what Ange wanted them to do, but for whatever reason, whether it be Everton being especially effective in the press or our players not having the ability to to execute the plan, it just felt like, it was tough sometimes for Postacoglu to watch on going, I know that there are players that we need to bring in that are able to do this in high-pressure moments. Like we were receiving the ball in areas where, you know, it was difficult to make something happen because of the way Everton played. But we need to bring in a level of player that are super press-resistant, that can play. And I feel ultimately feel comfortable in that type of game. Whereas Hoiberg sometimes doesn't look comfortable. He's a little bit hesitant at times, unsure of his ability. And that's not a criticism. It's a criticism of him as a player, but it's not like I'm looking at him going, this is terrible, he's useless. It's just his limitations are evident sometimes when he's been asked to do things that Postacoglu wants him to do that previously he's not had to. And, um, you know, hopefully a player like Berville coming in soon will, 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 will give us the ability to, when we are pressed, that, that we'll be able to play through it or you know you'll be able to carry the ball through a press and create opportunity because when we do we have an excellent front line that will um no date take advantage of that um it was it yeah i was, yeah, I was just going to say i think yeah what Ange is what really makes an Ange kind of player is, is completeness and, and roundedness um and that's kind of going back to sort of the old kind of ajax style um Cruyff kind of who who wanted to technical mental and physical com- physically complete players who yeah if they pop up over a right back but they're a midfielder they, they can manage that and they can get out of pressure there or they can they can they can all rotate and I think that is kind of Ange's ideal style mm. um, and players like Hoybier are just will be phased out in my eyes and that's not because he's a bad footballer he's, he's nowhere near a bad footballer um, but he doesn't have those capabilities yeah, in the same way Eric Dyer doesn't, you know, and, and he had to be moved on and that's fine. That's just, that's this, that is the way football goes sometimes. There's no room real for, really for sentiment. It's nice. Sentimentality around football is nice, but fundamentally, if we want to win and we want to win in the way that Postacoglu wants us to play, then you need the required tools in order to do that. And um, I presume Beauvoir always fits that mould. Um how, how what what kind of statement do you think this made, if if any, of of actually him choosing to join us over Barcelona? We know the reason why we've discussed that, but is it a statement to where Tottenham are going for a, for for two players in one transfer window? Dragerson choosing Spurs over Bayern Munich, and in this instance, Berville trying choosing Spurs over Barcelona. Um, Laporta said, um, he said he came here, we made an offer, and we're waiting to see what he says. We were waiting to see what it says. Tottenham are offering more. We proposed to uh, we proposed he joins Barca Athletic, which is I presume like their B side, yeah, and form part of the first team dynamic on a financial level. You cannot compare our offer with Tottenham's. We know they're in a mess, but does so that mean- I think yeah. What I heard as well is that that's not true about the financials. Um, I think he's saying that to make it look less of a kind of big statement i think what it came down to is that the the project at spurs is is clear for once is it, it looks like it's a, it, there's a plan there whether that plan's gonna kind of go the full way um there's clearly a plan there's a manager that that everyone's behind um and there's young players 
amongst the squad, but uh, with a nice blend of also, it, it's not just a bunch of young players who are look like individuals. It's a kind of, it's a, it's a conveyor belt where, you know, players are in their prime, some of them, and then there's young players coming through and that that's the best way for players to develop. It's not kind of chucking them all in, in one team like, like you see at, at Chelsea. Um, so I think with those things combined um, are really kind of what, I guess, swayed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also the, the style of players is a big thing as well. And I think um, Ange's football is, is very desirable for a player like like Bergwell, I, I assume um, that's what he's kind of seen as well. Well, we get, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, and it's reported that Tottenham have been tracking him for a long time and a lot of clubs have been tracking him. That's no secret, but for us to come out of nowhere while when he looked to be wrapped up in Barcelona colours, for us to be able to convince him in a relatively seemingly short amount of time that the project at Tottenham is much more suited to his development than that of Barcelona is in, it, it immensely, it must be immensely satisfying to, for someone like Daniel Levy and Lango, who's, um, who's, who was apparently pushing for this deal to happen, that Spurs have the credentials, we have the financial clout, but also we have a, a, a system that these players and, and, and a project that these players want to be a part of. That is, it's, it's incredibly different to the mood of the club towards the end of last season where it felt that there was absolutely no plan whatsoever and yet we find ourselves with certainly in recruitment a sort of very cohesive unit of individuals who seem to be making the right decisions and working together really quick uh, really well I mean the background you have the clandestine activities of Paratici and um, in, in in the much more sort of formulaic role Langer is is it made moves to make sure that this was this was a player that signed for Tottenham Obviously, you would know him because uh, if he's Scandinavian background, you'd imagine he would have been aware of him since he was a kid. Uh, also, you've got Pastor Coglu talking about, you know, fundamentally he has the final say on things, but, um, you know, there, there are people working on it and that his role at Spurs in recruitment in the summer was completely different to how we operated in January. It was interesting that he said that. But it does feel like there is some, that, that, we're, that everybody seems to be pulling in the same direction. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Doesn't it at the moment? Yeah, like oh, I think people often think, oh, big being a big club means going and spending, you know, a hundred million on a player. And I think obviously that's that's part of it. But I think it, what what goes under the radar for these these clubs that are constantly successful is how many deals they do like this, and they they, they snap up the the next best talent, um, and then they'll slowly phase into the team and and and. 
they'll kind of go a little bit unnoticed, but but then turn into stars. And I think Real Madrid do that constantly. Um, they they snap up the best the best young talent and then build a super. It becomes a super team kind of thing. Um, and so I think these deals are they, they might seem inconsequential now, mm. but they are they are what will make us a better, better team down the line. And then Saar and Udogi are, are clear kind of examples of that, obviously. Um, and I guess the hype isn't as big, maybe, for, for these kind of deals. Um, but look at just look at what Saar and Udogi have done this season, yeah. whereas maybe when they were brought in, because it's not immediate, they've been loaned back, the, the hype's not as big. But, but people who know those those guys knew that they were huge talents. Yeah, and, and, and it's, yeah, you're right. And, and and it just feels like it looks like the, the there's been a plan in place for time. Like there's an irony to that because I've just said that 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 it felt rudderless at Tottenham at the end of last season, but we had made the acquisitions of Udogi and Saar before that, who went back to Mets and Udinese and uh, respectively, and 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 continued to hone their 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 abilities there in order for them to come back and be ready for first team football. We were, we were going to do the same thing with Nusa if he had signed that he would go back to Bruges and, and do what he needs to do. Bavar was gone back again. Um, and it's sort of the system that works and, and an idea that works. And it's it's interesting the number of top quality play, players that we've either been producing through our youth set up or we've bought to be a part of it. Like Vuskovic is going to be coming in 2025. You've got Donnelly who's there now. Mikey Moore hit a hat-trick the other, the other week. Um that I think of, of, of all of the players that we've we've spoken about, Mikey Moore's ceiling seems to be seems to be, or well, they're very excited about him. Um, yeah, he's what like. Do you, what do you make of those clutch of young players? Actually, him included. Uh, I think this is um, probably the best crop of academy players we've had for a while. Um, I do think the the Onoma Walker Peters Edwards sort of crop that goes that should have been a lot better and I think we completely messed up the development there um, because I think that crop was very good as well he doesn't but have they, a club now on a mud does he no 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 but he, at youth level he was seen as like top three kind yeah. of in the country um, but yeah so so that the, the current crop I mean Mikey Moore is probably the, the most talented player from the academy we've had that I can in my lifetime that I can remember. Really, um, wow. Edwards was was similar level, but but the things like well, Mikey Moore is just he's too good for under eighteen football, and he's only sixteen. Um, and I think big clubs were after him um, before he signed that that kind of deal. Um, and I think he's going to be one of those guys. Who's, has he been at Spurs for a long time? Or yeah, I think he's been been at Spurs since he was young. So he's he's Spurs. Spurs, proper Spurs, but I feel like he's a lot of these young players now are demanding first team assurances at young age. Not obviously now, but maybe by eighteen or whatever. Route through. Um, and they'll, if not, they'll go. You know, go to Leipzig or Dortmund or. Uh, so I think the pressure will build within the club, um, and I'm sure they want to kind of phase him into the first team at, um, within two or three years. Um, but he is—he's special. He's—he's he's like, and he's that kind of X factor type player. So like someone that gets you off your seat as well, um, but is effective too. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is the jump, you cannot guarantee any of the young players, no matter how good they are at under 18 level, that they're going to get into the first team because the jump is so huge. Like even Donnelly, the way he moves, he doesn't look like a developed Premier League level player yet. Even when he's on the pitch, he looks a bit awkward. And it might be, there might be a million reasons why, a thousand million reasons why why that might be. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure and you're playing next to season pros, so there'll be an evidently evident difference. But um, yeah, it's a massive, massive step up. But yeah, he's got nine, in nine appearances, nine goals and six assists. He's not a striker, is he? He's a, a midfielder. He's a winger, but he can sort of play across the front three. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. There's, there's never any guarantees. Um, there's so many factors that, that come into it. Um, you just look at like Hudson-Odoi, for example. He was, he was like better than Foden, Sancho, all these guys at, at youth level. And... You know, he's now at Nottingham Forest, which is obviously not a bad level, but it's not where he kind of hoped to be. Jordan Ibe is, uh, you know, he's playing for yeah. Liverpool in the Premier League, is now turning out for the National League side. I can't remember, Epsley, I think. Um, yeah, there's no guarantee. And that's the thing is that there should be, uh, while Berval looks like he, he looks like a great player and his ceiling's very high and it looks like he'll eventually end up in the first team. At this age, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee at all. What is interesting that he seems to have a structure around him that other players perhaps didn't have. There was, I remember, I don't know if you remember, Marcus Edwards, his father's relationship with the club was very difficult. He had a lot of power and the club found it very difficult to deal with his father. Whereas in this instance, he's with Lucas Berville, he has a his family around him, you know, and a team around him that seems to be, realise what's best for him. Whereas um, in, in other instances, that wasn't the case. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm I'm quite excited about it and look, look forward to uh, seeing how quickly he can be embedded in the first team next season. If we get five, ten games out of him, that would be progress. He's been playing at 16 and in uh, the Swedish second division. I think he's played something like 30, between 20 and 30 games when he was 16 at that level. He's made his debut for the Swedish national team in a friendly against Estonia, I think it was. So they obviously believe in him. He's mature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Kish. If um, if you're still with us, uh, please remember to like and uh, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. If you do rate it, it really helps us. If you leave reviews, it really helps us. As you can probably see that the uh, the lab, I don't know where it's at now, but we were hanging around with the likes of um. Simon Jordan and the Peter Crouch podcast which we have no right to be really given the powerhouses that they are and what they have behind them but uh, it's engagement in things like reviews and ratings on on the various platforms that really really help the podcast and obviously keep listening keep sharing the pod let people know about it and um, remember to check Kish out at uh, Little White Labs and Ronda Reports I've got YouTube and Twitter so check that out as well cheers Kish thank you Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.